everybody get together, try to love your brother, your sister, your everyone right now. Good morning, good afternoon, good God day, wherever you may be in the world, heart and soulers, I greet you. And on behalf of our spiritual leader, Reverend Dr. Andriette, I welcome you to this, our fifth Sunday celebration. There are four fifth Sunday celebrations in the year. There's one each quarter, and so this is obviously the one for Q3. And it is also kind of a, 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 a special time for us because it's Fifth Sunday. We tend to do things a little bit differently on Fifth Sunday. Um, this Sunday is no different in that tradition. We are absolutely allowing our senior and founding minister, Dr. Andriette, to get some rest, to just have a day off. Absolutely. Praise God for that. And th now there's something I need to just, in, in a spirit of absolute transparency, just come clean with. So we are live here at Heart and Soul Center of Light. And there are people in the sanctuary who are looking at the front of the room going, wait a minute. <laughs> he is not at the front of the room in front of that little altar. I don't see him over there. Where is he? Okay, so I'm going to give you a, a, a little kind of like sneak peek, a, a, a candid shot, kind of like to show you where I really am. I'm in the back of the room. I'm right back here. So good to see y'all out in the seats, everyone at home. Okay, I'm, I'm really here. And, and what you're seeing is, right, so there, there's me, and I'm in front of this really bright light, and, and uh, there's a camera here and a, a green screen in the background so I can project whatever kind of reality I want on the screen. Yeah, so that, you know, my, my apologies for having tricked you. But this is, you know, like a, a wonderful kind of segue into what we are going to talk about today. And, you know, I mean, since I mentioned trickery, uh, today is October 30th, which means that tomorrow is? Absolutely, tomorrow is Halloween. And, you know, also just continuing in this line of transparency, I have to acknowledge and admit and confess that Halloween has always rather confused me. Um, I, you know, as a kid, I, I certainly enjoyed it. And even as an adult, you know, I've gone to Halloween parties and all of that. But I've always been a bit confused about what Halloween really is supposed to be about. What is it supposed to represent? Is it a holiday? Nobody gets the day off. Is it, <laughs> you know? We seem to bring holiday into, uh, I mean Halloween, into wherever we are. But the thing about it is, as you can see from this slide, you know, Halloween is replete with these uh, sometimes macabre images of uh, spectral characters. And, and uh, there's this idea of, you know, dressing up in costume. Where did that come from and what's it all about? And, uh, of course, there is the trick 
or treat aspect of it, which, you know, on some level, it sounds, you know, a little bit like a stick-up, you know? It's, it's like, uh, you know, if you don't give me a treat, I'm going to pull a trick, I, you know? Where, where I grew up, the adults were very compliant. They just gave candy, you know, you didn't have to do anything. But I'm still a little confused about this huge ingestion of candy and all of the activities that go along with Halloween. And yet, I am now considering myself fortunate today. And by extension, I'm considering all of you fortunate as well, because we have with us today a learned one who knows what this thing we're calling Halloween is, who actually knows meanings and ways of spiritual understanding that go way, way back. And we can follow the thread to the present time and try to understand how we got to this place, these celebrations, this way of being at this time, and how to really, I want to say, understand and spiritually utilize this transitional time that's popularly known as Halloween, but has been known as the All Hallow Tide. Yeah. All yeah. meaning all, hallow meaning holy, and time, tide meaning time. So all holy time. I am, for all of these reasons, so grateful to bring to us today someone who is no stranger to heart and soul. I want to show you him right now. He is the Honorable Dr. Will Coleman. Now, if you're in that shrinking pool of people who have never heard of Dr. Will, allow me the honor of telling you a little bit about him. Will Coleman, PhD, is a theologian and teacher of biblical spirituality. Born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, he completed his Bachelor of Arts degree in religion at Rhodes College in Memphis, and then went on to receive a Master of Divinity degree with a focus in theology from Columbia Theological Seminary. He then earned a Doctorate of Philosophy degree with distinction from the Graduate Theological Union right here around the corner in Berkeley, California. And his areas of concentration for that study were in philosophical and systematic theology, philosophy of religion, and interpretation theory. Dr. Will teaches and implies principles of Hebrew and Christian Bible study and spirituality for the enrichment of spiritual and psychological health. He has cultivated his own method of teaching and demonstrated what it means to be in the image of the creative powers of life. Yes. Dr. Will also teaches biblical and theological interpretation and Afrocentric spirituality 
within such hallowed institutions as the Interdenominational Theological Seminary in Atlanta, the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary in Miami, and the Centers of Spiritual Living Homes Institute in Colorado. He teaches it in all of the language, Greek, Hebrew, Latin, English, you name it. He's got us covered today, and I just want to join you now and say thank you, my brother, for being here, Dr. Will Coleman. My brother, yeah. my brother, my brother. And so, thank you so much, Reverend. Absolutely. You know, Doc, when introducing me that way, and I also want to give tribute thanks to Reverend Dr. Andrea Earl, and I hope that she is getting that rest that she needs because she, you know, I come here online every Sunday. I fly out here to uh, Oakland, California (laughs) through Zoom and then fly back to Atlanta, and she has been going in, and so I'm, I'm just hoping that she is actually getting some rest that is much needed so she can come back rejuvenated and put some more power on us. And again, thank you for your introduction. You know I'm glad and excited to be here. Uh, We need to just go ahead and and be honest and and have transparency and let everybody know that you and I have already been talking about this topic. Mm -hmm. They'll be listening in on part two of the conversation we've already had. So I'm ready, let's get into it. All Hallow's Tide. Yes, tell us about All Hallow's Tide. So first and foremost, uh, as you already stated, there's a lot of uh, mystique around, well, what is Halloween? And what does it represent? And what is it a part of? And why do we have the costumes, et cetera, that are often displayed during this particular time frame? Well, let's think about the word Halloween, as you had said. That's the Germanic word for really Holy or Saint's Eve. Holy or Saint's Eve. And Halloween is part of a larger context that is called All Hallow Tide, as you also said, All Holy Time or All Saints Time. Uh, in the traces, it becomes to represent what's called the, the Triduum, that is three days of, uh, that include All Hallows Eve, All Saints Eve, All Hallows Day, All Saints Day, and then All Souls Day. And in this time frame of um, these three days, what is what usage is intended to transpire is a time for recognizing, for celebrating, and for commemorating the deceased who have uh, lived exemplary lives and or who are to be honored in a particular way. In the ancient church, quote unquote, the, they were celebrated often in the catacombs when um, uh, disciples or early Christians would gather and they celebrate the communion, they included in that celebration of communion, recognition and remembrance of those who had gone before them. That's where the expression communion of the saints come. Later on, it developed as a, as a part of a year long practice of honoring and recognizing different saints. You could even think of these as spiritual ancestors. And then the more recent form that we're more familiar with for Halloween has a kind of a Celtic influence in recognizing that this, especially in the Northern hemisphere is a time of change change in season and a time when there seems to be a portal opening between, let's say this world or this reality and the other reality. Ergo, therefore, uh, the customs develop of having the jack-o'-lantern, of having the, <laughs> of having what is now comedic and, or as you said, macabre, they just wearing the mask, that expression trick or treat. Let's think about that trick or treat as a way of saying, um, 
if I feel that there's certain type of malevolent energies around, let me either trick them by disguising myself or treat them by presenting an offering of candy. So that's really where the, where the idea comes from. It's a drama that now people will, in, in a way of speaking, act out themselves pretending to be the spirits that are coming from another dimension who need to be in one way or another appeased on the one hand, but at the same time, making that appeasement. So that got blended in with the quote unquote idea of Halloween, All Saints Eve, as also a time of recognizing that there's a portal here that seems to be opening up and that's a transitional uh, liminal phase in which this physical world as we know it and experience it and another dimension kind of opens up and in that opening up, there's um, on some instances, a sense of trepidation. So as you can hear what I'm saying, it is a combination of, you can say Christian beginnings in this way of thinking, but also cultural um, equivalents to that, i.e. specifically from the Celtic and from the, uh, let's say Irish traditions. So that is a summation of it, uh, of Halloween. So you can see inside of it though, or hear inside of it, that there's something very potent about it. Yes. In addition to, this is what we want to talk about, in addition to maybe the more uh, commercialized comedic and or macabre aspect of it. So let's explore that some more. Absolutely, let's do. And you know, I, I love this word that you've brought up repeatedly, this, this word of transition. You've described, you know, the, the ancient year-long kind of procession, year-long transition and movement. It brings to mind that uh, Dr. Andriette has for a while now, as you know, because you've been watching every week, she's been bringing us to Revelation 21 and 1. I'm going to ask for that slide so that we can see that once again. And I saw new heavens leaning on the the new ideas, the creative ideas, the perfect ideas in the mind of God, new possibilities in God, and a new earth, which is our responsibility to participate in realizing, bringing into our three-dimensional experience those ideas of God. And the former things, the former heaven, the former earth had passed away, meaning this is a time of change. So, Dr. Will, what you seem to be see saying is that both of these ideas uh, point to the underpinnings of a basically a transition that is yeah. always ongoing. Yeah, see, Dr. Uh, Earl has invited us to go deep into this notion. If you think about the context of that passage, this is written and reported by someone who's on a prison colony, that is presumably John, in exile. And this person is going through a series of transformations himself that begins with a very dire situation and context that he is describing. And then when we get to this chapter, something uh, has happened within him and within his own consciousness, where he now sees a new heavens or new heavens, you're right, new heavens, new dimensions of, of expansive consciousness and expansiveness, and a new earth, a transformed earth. This is almost a way of revisiting Genesis and, and saying, that that which was in the former uh, regime of the Roman Empire is, has been transformed into the reindom of the living one. Now, here's another piece that we need to capture that you and I have talked about. 
if the new heaven is a new dimension of consciousness, then the new earth is also a new dimension of solid, tangible reality. Yes. New political, economic, yes. social transformations that are macrocosmic in terms of the scope and reach and span of this, but also microcosmic. That makes it personal. And you and I have talked about this too, because for me, this means that in order for us to have that transformed new consciousness as a rhythm of life, we also have to attend to the transformation, renewal, and regeneration of our own bodies, our own selves, individually and collectively. I heard a hint of that in the opening prayer meditation. How much more powerful then would it be for us to incorporate at this season these notions of transformation that are multidimensional in this season? And that includes not only, I'll add to because I have an extended All Hallows Tide, that includes all hallows tide that would include quote-unquote thanksgiving that would include hanukkah that would include advent that would include christmas that would include kwanzaa that's extensive also yes. an extensive amount of energy at yes. this season for the new heaven and the new earth within us and through us and around us so this has been a wonderful topic that she's been dealing with. And I invite us, uh, and, and through our conversation, yes. to think deeply about what that means and practical, daily, rhythmic transformations of our own, individually and collectively. That's exactly where I wanted us to go. How do yes. we transmute this, this transitional energy from the microcosm to the I'm sorry, from the macrocosmic to the microcosmic of our daily existence and, and the infusion of divine ideas within our very cells, within yeah. all of the modes of our experience, within our consciousness. Are there specific things that we need to focus on and do to allow this natural procession to move through us? Yes, we can, we can unpack this some, some more, but I'll just give some examples. For myself, again, I take this whole season that begins with actually this month, which is, uh, this is Hoodoo Month. This is a month of really recognizing October, a month of recognizing the genius of African-American spirituality and culture from the quote-unquote captured ships that our ancestors were on, all the way through the plantation, all the way through the various movements to this very moment. So this month has been a very special month for me. Then, as you just uh, have indicated, um, and as I said earlier, this time frame where the portal is open and there's this kind of connection between this reality and the next reality what? or the other reality is one that I take opportunity to think about, commemorate uh, my ancestors, known and unknown, uh, to become more conscious of their presence, more conscious of their presence, not out there, but their presence in me, their intelligence within me. To take time, let's say, for example, during what is called Thanksgiving, to remember my indigenous American ancestors and how they prepared the way before we arrived here, yes. uh, that joys and their betrayal, to remember that. I usually fast on that day and eat a light meal at the end of the day to commemorate them on that specific day. To take time to think about, I'm just talking, giving testimony, to think about what is the significance of Advent for me? When we say the coming of the Christos, the coming of the promised one, the coming of the anointed one. And how do I apply 
that consciousness of anointedness into my own life. Hanukkah, how do we recognize in Hanukkah the light of liberation, those eight nights and days of the candles being sustained and resisting oppression, resisting uh, um, uh, forces from the outside, making that which is uh, sacred profane. How do we do that in our own lives? Christmas, not just Christmas, but Christ's Mass, the celebration now of the specific uh, designation of the Christ consciousness coming alive in me. And then, of course, you can't miss, and I cannot miss, Kwanzaa and the seven principles yeah. of which it is connected to and delineated by. So on that whole sweep now, from October to the end of December, I call it my own, I call it my own, uh, Try not just try doing, but try minsum three month period, ninety days or more of rejuvenation. Any one of us can do that. Yes, you can have an altar, you can have candles, you can have a certain type of dress that you can wear on particular moments. But think about the fact that our ancestral power, that transformative power of new heaven and new earth, is inside of us right now. We are our ancestors, and we are future ancestors. That's Sankofa. Yes, indeed. Here, for example, getting the proper amount of rest to rejuvenate our bodies at night, not just sleep from exhaustion, yeah. but to really rest. How do we feed our ancestral bodies nutritious food and substance and water? How do we exercise this body that has evolved from South Central Africa, from one singular African woman who mutated and dropped all of humanity from her womb to where we are now. Yes. And then how do we have fun? How do we enjoy who we are individually and as a people and as a race? So I know I said a lot, but I'm just giving testimony because it's such an exciting time that or can be utilized and the energy of this time can be incorporated into our individual lives as well as our communal transformative livingness yes absolutely thank you so much for especially for bringing the ancestors into the the conversation because clearly as we're talking about the saints the sainted ones that's who we're alluding to is it not yeah yes of course and, and, and here's the beautiful part in this instance particularly as persons of african descent you know there's a notion that our ancestors, whether they are known or unknown to us, should be honored, respected, and revered. And as I just described it, how much better way could we do that than to take good care of, our, good care of ourselves as we become the new earth and the new heaven, and they can, positively spoken, the contagion of that power spreads from yes. center to circumference. Thank you so much for that. You know, Doc, you sent me a photograph that you took in Atlanta. I, I'd like to, to see that right now, if I, if I may. Yeah, show the photo, that's right, it's, that's right. Can, it's, can uh, see it? it's, it's this amazing autumnal yeah. scene where we see the transition of, the, well, the colors and uh, something is happening, and there is a quietude, the onset, I want to say, of dormancy. 
so that something can can happen. Can can you just share with oh, yeah. us why yeah. this particular photograph yeah, 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 was yeah. important so enough for you to share? Oh, absolutely. So yesterday, about 6 o'clock p.m., I was doing my exercise, taking my walk around a lake that's nearby. And after I had finished my walk, I decided to sit down and do some reading. And as I was reading, I just looked up and I saw this extraordinary uh, moment for me. And I took a photo with my iPad and it just encapsulated the very things we're talking about. And I had this illumination of how this particular photograph captures past, present, and future. Because we've come out of, I'm saying here in Atlanta, Southeast, we've come out of the summer, we're in the fall, but the fall is transitioning with all these different gradations of colors, and we're anticipating the winter that's gonna come when things will go dormant. They will seem to quote unquote die, although they won't, they'll hibernate. And at the same time, we're also anticipating the forthcoming uh, deep winter and spring. And that this one moment for me says it all. And as I also uh, said, it becomes an ancestral moment because it reminds me that just as this is true in the macrocosm, macrocosm is true in the microcosm. And if I really pay attention, I can practice the same wisdom within myself. The knowledge of the change of seasons yeah. is around me and within me. And uh, ergo, Reverend Dr. Andre Darrow, again, I can do this consciously yes. rather than unconsciously. That's the key. Consciously flowing with the season, flowing with the, the transition that seems as though something is quote unquote dying. While at the same time, it actually is renewing and making preparation, adventus, making preparation for new life. New life out there and new life in here at the cellular level. Again, what should I do in following the rhythm of nature in this instance to perpetually renew myself and especially during this season. Yes, so instead yes. of trick or treat as a time, quote unquote, of dread, of fear, of trying to quote unquote deflect what it can be perceived as the negative, I take it as a time of fortitude, not fear, fortitude, yes. a time of renewal, a time of transformation, a time of interdevelopment of, you know, that chi, chi gong. That's the opportunity that this time presents. Absolutely. And not only this time of the year, but even in a, in a micro perspective of time, I can do this every night. Yes. Every night. I can have these seasons of renewal. That's what that photograph, among many other things, represented for me in that moment. Nature Absolutely. is such a wonderful dear teacher, you know that. Thank you, Dr. Will. You know, um, we see this, uh, this idea of a transition that is happening throughout all of nature. I mean, we, we, we utilize the, the sort of tropes 
at Heart and Soul, you know, all the time in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, the metamorphosis of the caterpillar, what the caterpillar was, breaks down and transforms completely at every level until it is transformed into something that exceeds what it was uh, when it started. Uh, this this idea of the transition of nature and how we are able to transform ourselves, yes. not in necessarily, you know, trying to appropriate, you know, invisible, intangible things that are natural, but in ways that we can contribute to, like getting enough rest, eating nutritious and proper foods, hint, 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 not the stuff you may be getting your hands on <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> um, exercise, yeah. study, prayer, meditation. It's a complete embodiment of all the realms as we allow ourselves to go dormant, to go within from a place of uh, hyperactivity to a place of hyper-availability to the divine. Does that kind of... Absolutely. So, the, you know, I, as you were speaking, I think about the Hebrew idea of shalom. Hmm. Uh, shalom means peace and well-being. And in the biblical context, it means peace and well-being in three dimensions of who we are as humans, individually and collectively. It is peace and well-being of body, to which you've spoken. It is peace and well-being of the nephesh, that is the life force, that which animates us. And it is peace and well-being, also connected with whatever Dr. Andrea L. has talked about in terms of the new heaven and the new earth, spirit. So these, these are integrated because what impacts one impacts all. So we want to take good care of ourselves through these rhythms, for example, in this season, so that truly we optimize our health. We optimize our life force we optimize our transcendent powers and we do that again consciously it happens anyhow it happens every day our body would do its best it happens more so when we collaboratively participate in this to heal the individual body also during this season is to contribute to the healing of the social political economic and ecological bodies of which we are parts and particles it from allows, the inside yes. to the outside and back the circulation of power of energy of renewal of transformation my heart is soaring like a hawk because what you're talking about is this healing that happens at all levels yes. i've heard uh reverend dr michael uh, Beckwith say, truly there's nothing to heal, only the truth to be revealed. Yes. And this uh, allowing the, the transference, uh, allowing the emergence is simply allowing the divine that doesn't need any healing in and of itself, just a revelation of its perfection in, through, and as every aspect of our life. This that is, is truly, truly, truly an amazing conversation. Thank you, Dr. Will Coleman, for giving us some insight into this.
trick or treat amazing. transformation. Let me just say one other thing because this is important. You said earlier, as uh, Reverend yeah. Dr. Andrea L. has talked about this, yeah, that yeah. caterpillar and the butterfly are one being. They're not different beings. They are one being in different forms yes. of transformation. So too, we are one being with divinity in different forms. And the transformation is in our DNA. All we have to do, as Ernest Holmes has said, is let it happen. Let the thing itself be incarnated in and through and as us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Will. So, Doc, we are going to... Actually, we have a song in mind. Yeah, let's hear it. That encapsulates all of this. And very simply put, it reminds us that in this simply, as Ernest Holmes said, allowing it to happen, we know that God's got it. Just sit with your feet shoulder width apart. Make sure your back is as straight as possible. Place your hands on your knees, palms up. Bring your attention to your breathing so that when you inhale, you take a full deep breath, bringing the power of the Ruach into every cell of your body. As you exhale, release and let go of all the expended energy. If you have any negative energy, let that go too. As you inhale, imagine the energy coming in from the heavens above, Hashemayim, down through your body, down through the lower part of your body, into Mother Earth, Ha Aretz. With me now, take a full deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Again, inhale. Exhale. Once more, inhale. Exhale. I'm going to intone, invite you to do the same way. You have to intone that divine name sound revealed to Moses at the burning bush in Exodus 3, 14. Eh, yeah, eh, yeah. I have been what I have been. I am that I am. I will be what I will be during this season of transformation. Inhale. Eh, personal, interpersonal, social, political, economic, and ecological realities, because love is all there is. Amen. Ashe. Aibobo.